0: I can't do that. I, how am I supposed to fight for you when you're singing with the enemy?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My name is Hero, and this is the identity booth. There's a lot going on, right? <laughs> There's a hell of a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, and like I said, I'm not posting any videos this week, but. I did definitely want to um, talk about this on the live stream so that when I post a video I have something to make reference to as it correlates to this um, we'll go down the the rabbit hole that is everything that's going on right now but I think it's only right that we start off with um, the situation that's going on in in the Supreme Court um, with Roe v. Wade and whether you have a, like, there's a lot that goes, <laughs> there's a lot of dumb takes that I've heard. A lot of just ridiculous, like, really bad, bad takes that I've heard thus far about Roe v. Wade. And you're entitled to those bad takes, you know. <laughs> but it's it's just important that we call a spade a spade from now on, right? Like, we we can't sit here. And say that, you know, the Republican Party cares about uh, children or women when we see what they did to people during the pandemic. Right. We saw what happened during the pandemic. A lot of people were left out in the in the woods with um, nothing up there. There's no way in heck that the the worst health care as it pertains to children and women are in red states. That can't be a thing anymore. But there was a there was a nuanced conversation. That I had with a friend of mine. Um, yesterday. And it was just in passing. But there was something that he said to me. That was so startling. That it really made me. It, it's the reason why I don't believe in religion. I believe in religions. But I don't follow religions. It, it all gathered. And, and came to this one giant conclusion. Which is. Religion. The the tool of religion, the book of Eli with Denzel Washington is the best example you can find of this. The tool of religion can literally be used to do anything in this world, anything, and 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 more. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be done to do. It's going to be used to do bad things. And with that knowledge, with that little bit of knowledge, it made it clear to me as a young person that religion is religion is nothing for me. Is nothing for me, and this Roe v. Wade decision is part of it. It's about getting these oppressive white Christian do jail, Christian values that they scream about. They're they're, they're just there to oppress. And there's and if you can look at this and say Syria or Saudi Arabia or places like that is oppressive towards women, and you can't look at America the same way. I'm here to tell you, you're the problem, right? So let's before we get into anything. Hey, let's like, share, subscribe. Let's do all the good. Let's do all the things we need to do right now, <laughs> in order to get a an adequate following, right? So let's make sure we're doing all those cool things first. Uh, all right, cool. All right. So with that out of the way, I appreciate the likes. I appreciate the share. Um, let's 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 dive into it. And. Man, where do we even start? <laughs> where do we even start? Let's, let's start at the beginning then, right? Let's just start at the beginning. Uh, let's, let's figure out what Roe v. Wade was all about.
1: Most Supreme Court decisions are grand Little noticed interpretations of the law and Constitution, but a few are landmarks. Roe v. Wade was a landmark. It effectively legalized abortion across the United States. Here are the facts and players in the case. Jane Roe was actually Norma McCorvey. She was a Texan in her early 20s who wanted to terminate an unwanted pregnancy in 1969. Abortion was legal in Texas at the time, but only for the purpose of saving a woman's life. That was not the issue for McCorvey. Her life was not at risk. She tried unsuccessfully to get an illegal abortion and was referred to two attorneys interested in challenging anti-abortion laws. The Wade in Roe v. Wade was Henry Wade, the district attorney of Dallas County, who enforced that Texas abortion law. McCorvey soon filed a case against him. The Supreme Court agreed in 1971 to hear the case, and on January 22nd, 1973, struck down the Texas law in a 7-2 decision. Justice Harry Blackmun wrote for the majority opinion and declared a woman's right to privacy under the 14th Amendment superseded a state's right to ban abortion. The court set different rules for each trimester. In the first trimester, the choice to end pregnancy was entirely up to the mother. In the second trimester, the government could regulate but not ban abortion in order to protect the mother's health. In the third trimester, the state could prohibit abortion to protect a fetus that could survive outside the womb except when the mother's health is in danger. Justices Byron White and William Rehnquist dissented. They basically held the argument of privacy went far beyond the intentions of the constitutional framers, an argument that could signal the grounds for challenges to Roe. The two justices also stated the court's decision did not stick to the specific facts of this case because Roe was not in her first trimester at the time of the litigation. Public opinion was quickly shifting. In August 1972, Americans opposed legalized abortion, 46 to 42%. But by April 1973, it was 52 to 41 in favor. In the years since, Roe's been modified, but not overturned. A notable example was in 1992, a case called Planned Parenthood versus Casey. For all intents and purposes, this is the new standard by which abortion cases are judged. The focus this time wasn't privacy. It was roadblocks, which had been intentionally set up to make it harder to get an abortion. In a 5-4 ruling, the court said restrictions are unconstitutional if they place an undue burden on a woman. Support for Roe v. Wade remains strong. A Kaiser Family Foundation poll in June 2018 found that 67% of Americans do not want the Supreme Court to overturn the ruling, while 29% do. The question now, of course, is what the Supreme Court will do with the solid conservative majority.
0: Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore because we actually got the answer, and we know what they're going to do. Um, whoops! No. Um, I supposed to watch this always. Uh, the nineteen seventy-three. The thing that I was very interesting that I found out here. Um, was that in 1973? The, the someone also leaked <laughs> leaked this before, and 1973 uh, leak. Someone also leaked uh, the 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 majority or the idea prior to. Um, comes 49 years after yeah the times yeah the times newspaper three years this almost 49 almost 50 years ago this this happened and it happened (laughs) with the opposite results and it's kind of strange to see like the situation unfold now as like there's multiple things and multiple factors that come into play but the supreme court has kind of ruled in this um in this space, that I'm not really sure it has um it has the authority to do for it. Hold on, I'm distracted, guys. I'm being contacted. Yo, all right, cool. So now I'm on, I'm live on both sides. Um, so we look a little bit deeper into the Roe v. Wade situation, right? And it we t- think about just like what got us to this point, where where are we at. Who we talk to and before you can like point any of these goddamn fingers, you just want to be able to understand the facts of the situation, the facts of what's going on. Why is it happening? And like, what does this mean for the future? Like, how do you move forward? Um, The thing the thing that you have to be innately aware of when talking about this is your privilege and what it does for you the privilege you have and what it does for you or what it doesn't do for you. Right. So those are two things that are super important in discussing this, but like 49 years ago, as uh, we read here inside of the origins of uh, Roe v. Wade in the Supreme court, uh, the initial bombshell was leaked 49 years ago back to the day almost. And it's just really strange that that's like how it's happening again. And this isn't a time for us to be distracted. This isn't a time for us to be, Like in fighting, I think more than anything, it's super important for us to just really come to terms with the consequences of our action or lack of inaction. And in a lot of cases, um, the thing that a lot of people don't really know, and (laughs) it's so much going on because there's no there's no um, there is the the decision hasn't been released and. It hasn't been officiated, but in the past, whenever previous decisions have been leaked or something has been talked about that's false, the Supreme Court comes out very swiftly and denounces said things. But since this hasn't come out and it was and there was actually a justice attached to it, Alito, that makes it very clear that this is true. So it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's about when. And this is a decision from the argument that went back in December and early December and went till May. Of Last year from May to December of last year and the decision would be coming out this June. So next month. So I'm not it's not shocking or surprising me the timelines fit and the sort of situation is sort of well in line with everything that's going on. And I just want to continue to give you guys this this perspective. And these points before I give my opinion on it, anyone who's watched the show would probably easily be able to tell where I cite on this. But let's get into some of the details of the fact. Supreme Court has voted to strike down landmark Roe v. Wade decision according to initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, who was someone who back in uh, in 89, 98 and 98 and 95, who had his own opinion cir- circulating during his um, announcement to the Supreme Court uh, The draft The draft opinion is Full full throttle, unflinching <laughs> Repudiation Of the 1973 decision Which granted federal Constitutional protections of abortion rights And subsequently the 1992 Decision Planned Parenthood versus Casey the largely maintained The right Roe v. Wade Egregiously wrong From the start That is that that's those sentiments, those words, those that choice of phrasing you mean to tell me he doesn't have any <laughs> any personal feelings towards this. <laughs> like that's a that's gonna be a hard pill for me to swallow because uh, they're supposed to they're supposed to be working in the in the viding function of the of what most and uh, what best effectively keeps the society moving forward. What's just in law based on the Constitution. But first, look at the Constitution without really understanding the, the biases written into it. It goes hand in hand with the religious, uh, the, un, uh, the unflinching religious views of this country and how they view people and how they do things in this country. And you got to be super, super careful because the, the thing that'll make you cry the same thing that'll make you laugh because people will be ready out here to say, yeah, you know, we don't like what they do to women in Saudi Arabia but there are a lot of people in this country who want to do things to women like that here in America. And it goes without saying that this initial draft, while they actually have the PDF up, hmm, interesting. Um and it tells and it gives everybody's uh, justice a little. And this was this was drafted back in February 10th. So that's man, this is mm, that's not a good look. But the thing about it is what is our government currently doing right or or what's the contingency plan here and what happens now is that it goes back to the state's issue. so basically there's no longer a federal protection or federal blanket protecting um protecting uh men women and for the people who are my ig live you guys can join me on youtube or twitter or facebook it's in my link uh twitch in in the draft but the thing that we really want to, like, figure out is, like, people are, like, trying to figure out what to do next. And I think that's, like, ridiculous because this has been long, long since in the works for them. Like, this has been such a slow burn. So it goes back to being a states' rights issue. And there was an interesting map that I actually saw that um, shows, like, what states you can get, like, states you can... And I think it was like NBC or somebody like that. OK, yeah, here NBC News posted this image here and it shows like a map. Yeah, boom. So right now there's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 there's only 21 states so less than half the states in America you can get an abortion and if you live in Florida you would have the probably the closest place you could get to you would have to travel either through one two three four four states to get to Illinois or head up east to get to DC which would probably be easier if you lived that's if you lived in Texas the next place would be Nevada. That is just, there's something a little mind numbing about looking at this map because it's like a map that tells you of places you can't go, right? There's, it's a map of places that you can't live or you can't get things. But one thing I do want to draw attention to here is Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama. Arkansas, Louisiana, these five states ranking the lowest for women's health, for children's health. They're in the top 10. Some, Kentucky is number one for both. <laughs> it's, it's not a coincidence, right? And it's not protected. What does it, it not being protected mean? That's interesting. I guess it doesn't really tell, but I'm assuming that it's like there's no laws or anything or something of that nature but it's not blue, so it doesn't mean it's predicted there, and regardless of how you feel, like, that's just too much, this this is too much of a hurdle, these are too much of a hurdle because we could be putting our energy into so much more important things, but this is the map actively as it goes right now, and we talked about, like, how, how back, how just on the back foot the Democratic Party is constantly, and this is, like I said, this has been some, some of the most the, the least performing Democratic Party I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like, in my life, I've never just seen such a bad representation of the Democratic Party. And it started back in 2016. The uh, the DNC from 2016 to now has just been, like, atrocious and the decisions they've been making. Like, we'll talk about it later on, but this is the same Joe Biden that said, you know, he refuses... He's apologizing for the crime bill, but he's not willing to make amends for it by, you know, lifting these federal restrictions. This is the same Joe Biden that said, there's not enough money for us right now to be thinking about student loan forgiveness, but he gave $33 million. He wants to give $33 million to the Ukraine government. This is the same Joe Biden that they're about to head into midterms and and it's so bad that I haven't even registered yet. I'm usually the first person registered at the at the start of the season. I haven't registered because it's just like, for what? Just so I could get some more of this mediocre bullshit? Who wants to pay for mediocre bullshit? That's it's so discouraging and it's so uneventful. And in my mind, and this is me letting you into a little bit of my insight. As long as I'm financially uh, above average, and by average, I mean way above average, none of this shit matters to me. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks to say, but that's that's the situation we fought. You, you're forced to fall into, and, and, and it's a consequence of their action of the Republican Party. It's to lull people like me into submission, because how long will I continue to fight for people whose lives I would directly won't be affecting me it just it just can't there's too much money too much power too much significance too much education too much privilege too much me just too much between me and these day-to-day problems but that's not why we why i fight i fight for those who can't but that notion gets chipped away how long are you going to continue to be the good guy in the I'm not Batman. I don't got millions of billions of dollars at my disposal. I'm not Superman. I don't got infinite stamina. Depends on which which streets I'm defending, though, you feel me? But it just seems so flat-footed of a response, just not sure how to respond. Biden not prepared to support ending Senate filibuster to pass abortion right laws. So he's not even willing to give up the filibuster. The one thing that has literally made his presidency the most stagnant, boring piece of bullshit you've ever seen. He's not willing to forego it and just let it go because of some unbridled uh, possession to the rules of law. Like, not even the rules of law, to the rules of the Senate or the, the, the integrity of that. They they lost all that shit when they didn't let your homeboy, Barack Obama, pick the Supreme court justice who could have probably put a nail in this situation. They lost all that when they let RBG die. And before she even got in her grave, they had already picked someone to replace her. He keeps wanting to have these form formal situations and conversations with people. Who don't care about those type of things. And it's crazy. But while we're on the topic, right? Let's let's deep dive this a little bit. Let's just look at this like from a situation where it's my thoughts now, right? So it goes down to a state's right issue. We know the states that you can do this. I have a question. And the question here kind of revolves around like, what, what does this mean like... What was going on? Like, who do we want to blame? Like, if you want to point the finger at somebody, I think there's three people, maybe four people. Three people for sure you can point the finger to, but I think there's definitely three. Look out, Keisha. Clap it up, everybody. Keisha in the house. Clap a bomb for Keisha. The booth boss. It's always nice to have you. We live on uh, IG. Somebody told me I got to start going live on IG, and I was just like, I oh. don't I don't really mess with y'all. I'm looking at IG right now. I don't really <laughs> I don't really mess with y'all, but I'm here for it. Um the thing that the thing that we want to talk about is like how did we get here? And honestly, people like me are to blame for the reason why we're here. If you want to be hundred and ten percent real, no cap, right? I'm a big reason why Trump won because of my hubris. Because I saw Hillary and said, "No, I'm not voting for her. I'm going to write Bernie's name in." I should have swallowed the fucking pill, that dusty ass pill that the DNC gave me and just went away with it. But there's also a part of me that feels like the DNC or moderate Democrats, while they say they're pro-women's choice prominent, they still have an unorthodox, unattainable pledge in religion to said religion they don't want to obstruct the balance Democrats who are sinners are Republicans of the past and it's kind of disturbing that they'd be willing to let women suffer in exchange for maintaining a certain level of power and that's how I see it, the DNC while they were trying to go on this whole woke agenda, is cool, is whatever but timing and specifics just didn't align They just didn't align. So if I'm blaming anyone off top, I'm blaming the DNC and the nomination they put up in 2016, which was Hillary Clinton. It was just bad. Number two, who I'm blaming for this? I'm blaming people like me who just said, no, we're not voting for Hillary. We don't like it. Fuck it. And we said, what's the worst that could happen? Trump's not going to win. Well, surprisingly, the third person to blame for that and Obviously, the most consequential president in probably my lifetime. The president who has probably done the most damage to me in my life. Who's been the most significant of impact. More significant than Obama. Because if we're being real, Obama... What'd he do? What'd he get you? If if you're not gay, if you didn't have any health care... What did he do for you? And that's a lot of people. And I think that's important. But consequential to me. And even Trump's decision to get on there, have these people, is not directly affecting me. It's not. But it's it's going to affect people I know and care about. So maybe he's not the most consequential to me yet. But Trump has, Trump has significant, the buffoon that he is, a person, Trump, Donald Trump, prior to 2017, had never made a statement about being pro-life until he one day ran into a kid on the street that he liked, and the mom said, I almost aborted him. He's like, oh, I'm pro-life all of a sudden. Tell, it, tell the lie the way you want to live, my guy. But we let a buffoon get into the White House and change the game up on us. I'm blaming RBJ and Obama. Obama for not strong arming her old ass out of there. The moment she got sick the first time. Hey, get your old ass. We respect your legacy. I didn't know who RBJ was until she got sick. Didn't know. Consequences of the situation. But the fact that we couldn't talk her off the the seat is why we're suffering right now. A woman who was admittedly obsessed with her own legacy is the reason why we're suffering right now. Number two. The way the Democrats continue to sit on their ass, with the whole year of Obama's term left, and they let them filibuster and not bring up a replacement, not fill that empty seat, the mindless self-indulgence that went into that, into that is crazy to me. Democrats are Democrats are so fucking soft, and it bothers me. Because that's how that's how people perceive me. Just because I'm a, because I believe people should have common rights. That's uh, that's just people perceive me because I ha- ha- want common rights. But it goes without saying that our inability to have actions in the past, are consequences, we're suffering right now. So I'm pointing blame. I'm blaming those. people the, DN- the DNC in this whole the Trump oh the Trump situation and then I'm also blaming myself for not taking it more seriously back then. But hindsight is fifty fifty right or whatever. But the thing that I if I wanted to like talk about anything was you know the study that shows the amount of women who actually were okay with sealing their fate back in twenty sixteen. Forty-seven percent of white women were actually okay with this, and this is why you know I was always a person who like I'm a, I consider myself a feminist, but I'm I consider myself a Black feminist first, and I always used to fuck people up when I used to tell people that I, hey, feminism is cool, but I'm a Black feminist first. I, I gotta take care of the Black women first because they've always been at the bottom. You take care of the people who've always been at the bottom. And whenever you have to talk about a situation where the country needs saving, the black women are constantly the lead of that. Uh, that's not up for debate. That's not. It's just not up for debate. But the thing that we can talk about, and if we want to make a, a conversation about it, is what was the white feminist movement doing between 2016 and today? to guarantee that shit like this didn't happen. What what were they doing? This should have been at the top of every woman's leaderboard, period. Women's rights, like, we can talk about pay, we can talk about gender role, we can talk about this, but the number one thing is your personal Body, your, your body's autonomy, your own autonomy over your own body, should have been the top of everybody's list, and it wasn't. It, it just wasn't, and and you can't say black women had to be on top of this because black women was just out here trying to make sure that they could have their own hair. We just got that shit approved, the Crown Act. We go, we got a story about that. A large part of the blame on Roe v. Wade being destroyed. Goes in part to feminists. White women let all women down. Whether on purpose. By sleeping with the enemy. Accidentally by focusing on mindless self-indulgence. Whatever. While being too focused on things that didn't have an immediate impact. To the better support of your life. The lack of focus is killing us right now. And the last thing I want to talk about as it pertains to just the overall picture. And and man, we might have to go face up here. Divide or um we had some information here, divide or near women. So this was just stats right here, basically proving my point that white women were in the vast majority of the reason why uh Trump and company won. But okay, we, we, we can talk about that on another day. Let's I need to be face up with y'all right now so y'all can see this. Roe v. Wade being overturned leads us as a nation down a very slippery slope. Roe v. Wade versus like whatever your feeling is on Roe v. Wade is irrelevant. If you are prepared to see what really goes on next. There is a there there was something that troubled me about Roe v. Wade that a lot of people just haven't brought up. And the thing is Roe v. Wade didn't cause a war. Roe v. Wade didn't cause massive casualties. Roe v. Wade wasn't Um something that just that people were willing to die over. It just wasn't. It was an argument, it was a debate that raged on that eventually came to his conclusion when the highest courts in the land said this is the decision. They overturned that. It's been 50 years now. The Civil War was fought over slavery. And if you don't think that some 20-odd states in this country wouldn't be willing to start another battle to get their slaves back, you got to be shitting yourself you gotta you have to know that this is a slippery if they can reverse Roe v. Wade what's stopping them from reversing slavery what's stopping them from reversing minimum wage what's stopping them from reversing anything sure we have the the legislative branch and all of that stuff the house the senate that can make these things irrefutable but when have they done anything other than give tax breaks for the rich. This opens up a very slippery slope where. People. Their livelihoods. And the general safety can be attacked. All for the sake of upholding oppressive white to jail Christian values in America. That's mind boggling to me. I was fucked when I found out that women can't be pastors or preachers in a, in a, in a, in certain churches. That shit blew my mind. And as a, even as a young person, it did always strike me, why was it always? Why is why is there never been a is there ever been there's never been a woman pope? Why like why was there never a a a, a nafah who was a woman? Like, it it was crazy to me. Crazy to me. It was something I would think about but I never realized in and even as a young person removing myself from religion I knew this and that's why it's weird to me whenever people always want to bring up religion but there's religions who are specifically designed to oppress women and we're shocked that our government is following suit and and then I look around and see that these same women who are being oppressed by not only their religion and their government gleefully sing along I can't (laughs) I can't do that. How am I supposed to fight for you when you sing in with the enemy? How am I supposed to fight for you when you sing in with the enemy? It's a real ass conundrum. And maybe I'm warped for thinking this way. But there's too much on my plate for me to be sitting here fighting for someone who's not eating. Spent too much time in the kitchen cooking this shit up for you not to eat. So while Roe v. Wade being reversed is definitely going to be something for the future. And it's going to go past today. It's something that's going to probably hit me in the fucking mouth in three to four days. The impact of it. But if you have a daughter, you have a woman you care about. If you're one of these weird ass men who always used to say shit like women got it the best, there ain't never been a time in your life the government's taking your 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 bodily autonomy away from you unless you're in jail. Now women can't can't even go out here and do anything with their body. Condoms—you could play it a hundred attempts saying condom breaks, spermicide, everything. You do everything right, and that motherfucking seed makes it. So women can't, can't, nothing. And there's no consequences here for the male. I guarantee you Roe v. Wade and shit like this wouldn't be an issue if men were held as responsible as the woman was. Oh, If a, if a woman gets pregnant out of wedlock or some shit, you gotta, you gotta take care of the kid or are you going to jail. If, <laughs> what? Control alt delete, motherfucker it'd be that easy, but, I don't know, at this point, I'm just talking, I just, like, it just something I had to get off of my mental, it's been, it's, it's, and the worst part about it is, in, like, three weeks, this story is not even going to be relevant, and that's, and that's fucking crazy, so, I'm interested to know what you guys think, clap it up, let me know what you think, tell me about it, Roe v. Wade is out, what, what what does this lead to next? I'm I'm super interested to hear it, but um, let's get into uh, the next part of the show. Man, man, it's <laughs> we we now man. I right. I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk. Let's talk about some good stuff. Bro. We got some good news too. I don't know. Y'all know.